0: What's up, pals? This is Chris Sampson, and welcome to episode 59 of Super Nerd Pals. It's been a couple of weeks since we had a normal episode, so we did a lot of catch-up this week. We talked about a whole bunch of different topics, such as Spider-Man, wrestling, The Walking Dead, Bravely Default and Bravely Second, Hyrule Warriors Legends, all that and more. So kick back and get ready for a scattershot of all the nerdy topics. Also, don't forget episode 3 of Animes Weird came out, so be sure to check it out. You can find it on our website, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or the Super Nerd Pals RSS feed. Alright pals, thanks so much and enjoy the episode.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Super Nerd Pals episode 59, speaking to you right now, this is Stan Goderski, sitting on my left,
2: and the
0: and fly from the closet, Chris Sampson. What's up guys? What up? What's up? You know, this is the first time we're all back together and not in the ghost dimension and not sick Reunited or having emergencies. And it feels, feels so, so good. good. We
1: had a three weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, we had a reunion show, so we can't do it again. Well, we can fucking try. No, I'm taking away. There's nothing like that.
2: Stand your red card in my ass.
1: Red card. Be <laughs> <Please> shut up. <laughs> I'm the ref this week. I hope you're I hope you all ready for this referee. How was your week?
2: My week was good. Just a little tiring. Caught up to some comics. That was that was awesome. Caught up to some TV shows, you know. You know how that goes. Got myself a 3DS capture card. Oh snap. Oh snap. You can't teach that. (laughs) Right now, uh, the capture card program that I'm using, unfortunately, can't capture 3DS sound yet. So I have to, to, well, it can't do it through the micro USB. It has to do it through the, the headphone jack. And there's some big ass way to do it that you need a fucking noise filter and blah 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 so until i buy that i'm probably gonna just upload pokemon wi-fi battles and throw some pokemon battle music over the over the no noise
1: or you just commentate like you're well yeah i'm
2: gonna commentate but with the pokemon music in the background
0: okay yeah just put on loop oh uh, yeah like
2: away. a pokemon battle music i Sweet. had one picked out it's my favorite battle music of pokemon so
1: you should do the whole thing in the in the in the big mic voice.
2: You can't teach that.
1: That's the end. No, that's the Enzo zone voice. Ah, should be like, and he's using Authentic in. So what should I do? Should I hit him with the water, or should I hit him with the ground? I'm gonna use sandshrew. Well,
2: what about the rock? You can hit him with the rock.
1: Chris, how's your week?
0: It's alright. Um, yeah, just tons of job apps, <laughs> and when I'm not doing those, and I need a break. I've been binging 24. I know it's been a lo- it's an old show, but um, you know all of it's on Amazon Prime. So I started watching it. So it was really good. Other than that, playing some some Vita games and uh, just today I was I was playing the Platinum demo for Final Fantasy 15. It was pretty good. So yeah,
1: you guys know what happened last Sunday. What happened last Sunday? WrestleMania happened oh. last Sunday.
2: Hey, and I yeah. saw
1: it. Or I saw it? the whole thing.
2: Yeah, it was, you know, it was all right. Who, who won the WrestleMania? Uh, let's see. Who won the, the WrestleMania? The mania of wrestling. Uh,
1: well, Undertaker beat Shane McMahon. Hell in a Saw match. He won. Uh, Roman Reigns beat Triple H for the belt. Nobody, nobody liked that. I didn't like that. What else? There was an incredible women's match between Sasha Banks, uh, Charlotte, and somebody else. It was a triple threat match. Was it Nikki? No. Oh fuck Nikki Bella, man! I'm not. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out real quick. All right, so Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. Um, the best part about that is that they introduced a new women's title, and they took away the Divas belt because fuck that stupid belt, right? I'm cursing a lot. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. They took away the Divas belt. Divas belt sucks. Was really like kind of degrading to call them all divas and whatnot. They brought out this new women's title, the Women's Champion. Right, it's it looks exactly like the the men's title, but it's white and red, so it's really boss looking. And they had probably the best match of the night. Um, Charlotte, I don't know if you know who Charlotte is. No. She is the daughter of Ric Flair.
2: Okay,
1: uh, she won the match, so she's the first the first ever WWE Women's Champion. Um, the other person, uh, Becky Lynch, I'm not a huge fan of Becky Lynch, but then there's also Sa- Sasha Banks, who I am a huge fan of. She's actually Snoop Dogg's cousin and they came down to the ring together Snoop Dogg was rapping and they walked down to the ring and it was awesome she has like she wears these like su- shutter shade shutter, sh- shutter shades <laughs> and she calls herself the boss so she's she's badass i i empath- I, I empathize with that being called the boss
2: cuz cuz you cuz i am the boss all right anyway <laughs> so it was a great match
1: um I only w- was able to watch WrestleMania because I got the WWE Network for free because they gave you a free month for WrestleMania. And so as soon as I started watching that and WrestleMania was over, I've been spending a lot of time watching old Raw from like 1998, <laughs> 1997. <laughs> and that's been interesting. But yeah, man, I've been watching a lot of wrestling. Good stuff. Because it's been free for the network.
2: Do you think you're going to continue the, the WWE Network? I didn't. Think, I know you had it originally. I
1: had it originally, but there's not. there wasn't enough stuff when I first started uh, with the network because I got it right out of the gate. And so the first six months, they gave, they made you commit to it, and I wasn't really into it because there were there wasn't anything. There wasn't a lot of RAWs. There wasn't a lot of supplemental stuff. Now it's like they have every RAW from now until like 1993. They Jeez. have like every SmackDown since the beginning of SmackDown. They have like every ECW, every WCW. They have every pay-per-view. They have all these documentaries and stuff. They have the full Macho Man documentary on there. Do
2: they also have, like, all of those WWE movies? Like, the new movies that are coming out? Like, uh, I don't even know what they're... Like, the actual, like,
1: action movies and stuff? No, like, I didn't see that, but they have all the old... The documentaries that they release on Blu-ray. So, like, the Sting documentary, the the Macho Man documentary, etc. And they have, like, these exclusive documentaries that I watched. And I got real emotional... Because it was like the WWE NXT documentary. And it's like WWE 24. They show you behind the scenes stuff. And very emotional stuff. I was expecting that. So yeah. That's what I that's what I did last week.
0: Sweet. So Newsflash.
1: Newsflash. Let's, let's right. do it.
0: Let's cool. go. So uh, a couple <laughs> days ago, the debut trailer of Rogue One was released. I thought it was an excellent trailer. My big takeaways... The casting team—they did a perfect cast for Mon Mothma. She looks exactly spot on as the original Mon and in um, a, a New Hope, uh, which is really cool. Uh, second takeaway: Danyen. All i, I that was my favorite part of the trailer, just seeing Danyen. Like he—I'm he, not sure who he is, or he's a mercenary, but um, he—I he, don't think he's a Jedi because he wasn't wielding a lightsaber. He had this quarter staff on him.
1: There's no, there's not gonna be any Jedi in this movie.
0: But he was just going to town, smacking Trooper in the face with a with a bow staff, and I was like, "Yes, Donnie," Ann. and three people are idiots for complaining about another female lead protagonist, and it's like, "Why? Why is this a problem? Why is it still an issue?" So, it's not. It's
1: not. I think Jin Erso is going to be like a badass. I can't wait. The thing when I mentioned that there's not going to be any Jedi, um, that could be a little iffy only because what i showed you um mm-hmm. on the weekend chris there's um there's a character who isn't named who's presumably going to be a main character and people are saying that it might be kyle katarn and oh. i don't do you know who kyle katarn is yeah he's in the um jedi the jedi knight series of video games which is excellent um he's from the eu he's like this badass hybrid between Hans... If Han Solo was a Jedi, he'd be Kyle Katarn. That's 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 the best way to describe him. He's like a mercenary, but he's a Jedi, and he trained with Luke after the, the trilogy. He didn't find out he was Force-sensitive until later. So if he's in this movie, I can't even tell you how excited I'll be, because not only will it make him... Not only will it be cool to see him on screen, but that also makes him canon in Star Wars. So I, I hope that's him, because that would... like. Blowing well, mine. Then, then they can make a fucking Jedi Knight movie, and they, they Jedi Knight Academy
0: money. movie. <sighs> oh my god, I would I would die. I would die happy. They can bring back those Star Wars games. Yeah, make a new Jedi Knight game, please. Those games were so so unbelievably good. <sighs> I think they were a little underrated too.
1: For sure, I re- like. I have a lot of good memories playing Jedi Academy and playing Jedi Outcast. Um, specifically, those those two games are fucking great.
0: We make them the Unreal Engine, or just for another spiritual successor, something like that. New just one, new, new one. one, just completely
2: go. new one. Just do it. Bring him back. Don't think about do it. Just do it.
0: But yeah, so next piece of news, Chris. So uh, in a tweet by Mike Sampson, who is the editor in chief from Screen Crushed News. No, no, to no
2: relation. No, uh, relation. <laughs>
0: different, different last name. Like a lot of people spell my last name with a P. Well, and but it's like no, yeah. no, you're wrong. Get out.
1: Who does who spells it with a p, Samson?
0: Yeah, Samson.
1: Samson. That's a <laughs> yeah, thing. It's
0: a thing. It happens to me all the time. And I get it gets it gets kind of annoying. It's like, "No, it's just Samson, Samson the Delilah, the Bible. No p. Get out."
1: <sighs> no p, get Indeed. out.
0: So, anyway, get get, get the, the p out. out. That's the moral of the story. Uh, <laughs> so Spider-Man is confirmed to have 30 minutes of screen time in Civil War.
1: Don't you mean Cider- man Get
0: the P out. Eater Arker? Cider Man? (laughs) Eater Arker. Anyway. uh, so thirty minutes of screen time, and apparently ten minutes as Peter and twenty minutes as Spidey. It's pretty cool. I'm excited.
1: That's a lot that's a lot of Spider-Man for one movie. For one movie that's not about him. I want more. I know you want more.
2: This is like a three hour movie. It only spent a half an hour. Yeah, it's like three hours close to
1: three hours. Oh my god. What yeah. could they possibly be doing for three hours in this movie?
2: Uh, lollygagging. Lollygagan.
1: Like you can boil down this movie to a, a hard forty five minutes. I'll break it down <laughs> for 40 45... I'll 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 give you the forty five minute version of Civil War. Alright, Captain America wakes up, and he's like, Oh shit, we're Wonder Soldier at Right. Then he goes to the Shield and, and Tony Stark, who's now director of SHIELD, and he's like, Listen, he a bad man. You a bad man. We all bad men and women. We gotta we gotta have some kind of registration for our bad selves. And Cap's like, What? No, man, I just want my friend. And he's like, No, you can't have your friend. He's Batman. bad man. And he's like, No. We're gonna fight. And then they go to the parking lot and they punch each other up. And Tony's like, hey, wait, you Hey man, I like your shield. And he's like, Oh, Spider-Man. And he gets on the walkie-talkie. He's like, Spider-Man. And he's not no, he's got like the Nokia phone. <laughs> you know, like And he's like, Spider Man. There's a boost mobile. Yeah, boost mobile, whatever. And then so Spider-Man flips in, he takes the shield. He's like, I like this shield. Catman is like, what are you doing, Spider-Man? Then they fight in the parking lot for 30 minutes, right? So you have five minutes set up, 30 minutes fight, right? So that's what we're up to, 35 minutes, right? And at the end, your Soldier shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And they're like, ah, damn, he's alive. He good, right? And then they will fight Tony, and then and the Crossbones comes in. He's like, blah, blah, and he, like, shoots Cat. And he's like, ugh, KO. And then, like, at the end, when they all leave... Right? They decide, you know what, that was fucked up. We shouldn't have done a registration to begin with. We should be friends, right? And then they and they walk away. And then so, you know, Cap's gone, he's dead. Right? And it's and Spider Man, he's like he goes to the grave and he's like in a suit, but he's still got the Spider Man mask on. So he's like all suit, but then Spider Man mask? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? So he's wearing a Spider Man mask and, and he puts he puts his shield on the grave and he walks away, right? And then but then Winter Soldier is like he picks it up. <laughs> the end. That's all you need. That's civil war. Well, Stanley broke down <laughs>
2: civil war in uh twenty seconds or forty five minutes.
1: Come move.
0: on, that's the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do this for every single movie?
1: Crossbones Crossbones in like a green like Camaro, just slowly driving by the parking lot, rolls on the windows, puts out the gun, <laughs> <laughs> and then just drives off.
2: So he drive by He doesn't even fucking, like, fight.
1: No, he just drives. There's no time. It's the 45-minute version. But, he gotta drive-by. But the
2: question is, how does Crossbone shoot a gun with no hands?
1: He doesn't have hands?
2: No. Wait, what? 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 They're like, metal. What? Did you not? It's, like, little metal things. They're not, like, hands. <laughs> I'm almost positive. I'm so confused right now.
1: I puts he points his gun out the window with his feet like like a monkey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person, but I'm pretty sure this Crossbone has like no hands. Doesn't Crossbone shoot Cap in Civil
1: War? He does
0: in the comic. Yeah, in the actual comic book, he gets it flat.
2: So if he got hands in the oh. comic book, he can have hands in the movie. He just got he got like the weird. They're like thing gauntlets, the right? Like, see that 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 Crossbone is like, yeah.
1: See that's what happened.
2: But this Crossbone, he got like no hands. Yeah, so. You're like, what, what is what?
1: so? The thing is, the, the point is, they get in an argument, they fight. Spider Man shows up, Crossbone lays him out in the parking lot, he drives off. Sp- Spider Man in the tuxedo puts puts, <laughs> puts a shield on the grave, and the Winter Soldier picks it up. And credits the end.
2: What's the after credits?
1: After credit scene, yeah,
2: there's always an after credit scene on Marvel movies. Mm-hmm.
1: Howard the Duck? Oh, How- <laughs> again? Squirrel <laughs> Girl.
2: I was I was thinking something else. What were you thinking? I was thinking like maybe Winter shoulder saying Avengers Assemble, stealing the spotlight because Cap didn't get to finish it in the last movie. I feel like
1: no, maybe he would pick it up at at the grave and then just hold like, like just, like just <laughs> whisper it.
2: What if he? What if he picks up the shield and just? Hell, Hydra.
1: <laughs> That'd be a crazy twist, but no, because he's got to be Cap. He's got to be next Cap.
2: But maybe he hydra. Maybe maybe they want you to think it's Winter Soldier, but then Winter Soldier takes off the mask and boom it's oh fresh Oh my god.
1: <laughs> what happens is Tony and Tony and Cap are fighting, but then they find out they're both the mom and,
0: <laughs> and Martha.
2: <laughs> so they stop.
0: <laughs> Save Martha!
2: What? What'd you see? Did you see all those memes? So,
0: uh, oh, I love my favorite one is um like it's like it's a picture of Darkseid from the comics, and he says like I failed you, Martha. Yeah. And then Beth, like turns to Superman. is like, Did he say what I just said? And Batman's like, We have to help him. We have to <laughs> help him. Uh, oh, Martha! Great. great memes. Great memes. Thank you, internet.
1: All right, is that yeah? it for News Flash? Can we move on? All right, uh, we can move on. Sounds great.
0: All right, uh, all right. So I want to keep this tight. So my topic is about Bravely second. And layer, uh, the demo. Bravely Second, the follow-up to Bravely Default, which is another uh, JRPG from Square Enix. It comes out on April 23rd, but the demo was released in a Nintendo eShop on March 10th. So uh, if you download the demo from the eShop, you can save 10% on purchase uh, with with the full game, and all the save and game data from the demo transfers to your full game, which is really cool. So bravely default the bravely default series is a lot like Final Fantasy it has it draws a lot of uh, a lot of comparisons to ff5 specifically with um, the, the the job system one of the defining characteristics of the game is like the brave and default systems which is a combat mechanic where you can save up I guess like like so-called action points by using this mode called default so basically you defend and you can save up on move slots so that's default. And then with Brave, you can activate those, moves, those move slots to do multiple chain combos or chain attacks in the same turn. So I totally missed the boat on Bravely Default, but I've heard many good things about it. And I found out maybe, I don't know, like January or February about the Default series and the sequel that's coming out. So Bravely 2nd, same universe, uh, occurs two and a half years after the events of the first game. So for those who haven't played it or played the first game, that's okay, because in the prologue there's a quick a quick recap of the events of the first game in the prologue. So you're you'll be caught up to speed. It involves a lead character named Tiz Arior, and he's rescued by a young woman from the moon, uh, named Magnolia, and they're joined by a couple other people, one's a like a like a bodyguard. One of them is a leader of a of an order of knights, and the main premise of the game: the four of them have to search after this. She's basically the like equivalent of a pope, and she gets kidnapped by this mysterious villain, and they have to explore the land and find her. So the demo comes out, and this is a really really good demo. It's about there's about like ten hours of content in it. And it reintroduces you to the characters. It has like a a nice balance of exploring like the world, exploring the world map, the combat system. You do some quests, and by doing those quests, you also unlock bonuses, which are which will also transfer into the full game. It's so it's really cool. It's it's really awesome. Is it the first ten hours? I'm not exactly sure at what point it takes place, but it's like. It's like relatively early in the game because in, in the demo, you're with your two buddies and then you accidentally meet Magnolia. It's like probably somewhere within like the first third of the game. But it's a really cool game. It's a really it's a really cool uh, combat system. Uh, I had a lot of fun playing around with Brave and Default. Like you can save up your moves and then, and then you can do an all out combo attack where like each each of your team could do like six actions in one turn. And the arsenal is really interesting. It's a um it it's really similar like character wise to crystal chronicles or um oh god the, the other game is ex- is escaping me at the moment explorers i'm sorry
2: final fantasy explorers.
0: yes that's the one yeah and they revisit two classes so you have the freelancer which is basically your jack of all trades type of character and the valkyrie which is a, a very combat oriented character if i could Prepare the valkyrie to final fantasy it's basically a mix of like a fighter and a dragoon knight um they also uh introduce you to new classes so you have the wizard so the wizard you can add new spell effects and spirit magic and they also have an ability where magic effects can persist for three uh, sec- consecutive turns uh, you have the uh, astrologer and they utilize moon magic so they're basically like sages uh, they do a lot of support magic, uh, so they they provide you with offensive, defensive and buffs. And the demo, you can only do, do defensive buffs. Uh, they also allow you uh, allow Magnolia to act as a red mage, uh, so that's really cool. One of the big criticisms of the first game was it was very grind heavy and it was also very tedious. But they do some they do like two specific mechanics that addresses that and makes the game a lot. Less tedious and more enjoyable. It, it, it encourages you to grind, but it doesn't make it like a grilling experience. So, the first system is called Consecutive Chance. So, this is a system that allows for successive rounds of combat uh, to occur one after the other. Um, sort of like, think of it like Fire Emblem Fates, like the arena. After one battle uh, ends, you have the option to do a second or third battle after that, but you have the You have the option to opt out. So this activates when you you kill all the enemies in a single turn, and after that, it prompts you the option to do a second or third round. And with each successive round, you get uh, more XP, more bonus, which is really cool. So if you're stuck in the world map and there's like a boss ahead of you, and you need to get like easy XP to level up, you know that's a really great way to do it. Um, The other way they make grinding less. They, well they tie grinding as a way to unlock additional content so for this example uh you have the bestiary guide uh so this guide that gradually fills itself up with information about the monsters and enemies you encounter uh so the more the more times you fight a monster the more you learn about about it in the guide and once you fill that up uh after that the more you fight a particular beast and unlocks New in-game dialogue and narrative content, so that's really cool. So, um, so it, it provides a little bit of more incentive to to grind. Um, for, for me, like I don't really mind grinding, but that's a really nice of them to um, to include those two functions.
2: Well, the first bravely default had this a uh, uh, this like encounter rate system, so you can increase the encounter rate. You can actually increase it and decrease it. So, for instance, like. Your encounter rate, I guess, would be, like, let's say 100% is your normal encounter rate. So then you can plus the percentage of your encounter rate by up to 100%. So it doubles your chances of finding an encounter. And you can also, like, subtract it by 100%. So it decreases your chances of finding an encounter. So if you wanted to grind a lot, you could. And if you didn't, you didn't didn't have to.
0: I'm not sure if that's back in this game. I don't know yet, but that's, that's that's a pretty cool function of that. I fucking hate
1: grinding.
2: See, I use that. I swear to God, I've run into an enemy like every two steps. Like one, two, battle. One, two, battle.
1: You like grinding?
2: To a point. Uh, I like being overpowered as fuck and then going to the boss and like one shot and
1: it. it really depends on the game for me, but typically I don't like a lot of gr- I like a measured amount of grinding. Like uh, just enough but then I don't like it when I'm trying to get someplace and I keep getting bombarded by random battles.
2: So, I just do not so like that, random battles. The Metal Gear Solid PSP game. Which one? The one that you were playing that you had to like grind the same one level. Oh like-
1: yeah, no stuff like that. It's really irritating. That's why I've never been able to finish Peace Walker. Maybe one day. Maybe one day.
0: Yeah. So a couple of things. Uh, there's a number of quests you can do. My favorite one so far is that you have to retrieve the apron of some famous sushi chef in town. He can't make his sushi without his apron. So you have to go beat up a bunch of bandits who stole it. So that was a really fun quest. Lastly, well, similar to the first game, there's a world building or world rebuilding system. So in this game, Magnolia, she her home is someplace on the moon and it got destroyed somehow. So she enlists you to help rebuild a world in exchange for her to help you on for helping you on your quest you can rebuild bridges and rebuild specific institutions on the moon and the more you do this the more special gear buffs and bonuses you unlock so it's a a pretty fun mini game to, to do on the side and yeah so all in all i really really enjoyed this demo it's a really cool game it's my first real dive into the bravely Fre- Fre- uh, Bravely Default franchise, so I'm really excited for the game. Right now, I don't have enough time to replay the first game, so um, I don't know. With the prologue being in the beginning of Bravely Second, I'll, I'll just go through Bravely Second, and you know, maybe I'll revisit the first game. But it comes out the twenty third, so I'm really excited to so check it out.
1: Yeah, I've, I really wanted to play the first Bravely Default, but I just never got around to it. Like you said, that there's a a um... Kind of prologue for Bravely Second that catches you up. I might not even bother going and just skipping straight to Bravely Second, um, but I, I am still I still have a lot of 3DS games that I need to get through, which I can talk about right now for my topic. <laughs> All right, so I got I got three four things that I need to get through real quick. So I just I want to mention each one. I'll get through them real quick. First one, Mi- Mitomo. Have you played
2: Mitomo? I can't log in because I don't know my fucking me me verse whatever the fuck it's called uh your my, n- login your nintendo id yeah my nintendo id login just
1: say you forgot it and i'll send you an email
2: but i don't know what email i sent it to oh uh, no <laughs> yeah yeah we,
1: i got me tomo so
2: i've been procrastinating fixing that i know
1: you got me tomo chris um it's not really a game it's
2: but it's, it's like, like half it's more game, like a social, half social media, it's like a, uh, it's a
0: uh, half half data mining yeah like, like uh, who needs <laughs> the NSA when you have Tomo? because it just asks you all the questions about yourself and you just willingly like p- put it out there on the web
1: yeah but only your friends can see it so that's don't add people you don't know i guess is 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 the thing that i want to say about that um yeah so it's it's honestly it's, to- it's tomodachi life in your pocket you know except everyone is a character
2: also it gives you all the benefits of uh club nintendo
1: yeah, that's that's the other thing that I wanted to mention. Um so it's mostly like a social network where you, you get asked questions, a little survey questions and then you, other people ask questions and you make little, you know, like photos of your of your me that you create and you can stage it however you want. Personally, I think of it as more like a, a friendly social media thing cuz everyone seems to be kind of friendly on it. I think it's not like heavy like like Twitter or anything where it's just like on Tomo, they'll ask you like Oh, what's your favorite kind of bread? And so it's like it's not like this heavy political discourse. It's just like what kind of bread are you like? I'm like, well, I like garlic bread. And some <laughs> sometimes people are like, well, you know what, I like non. And it's like that's okay because uh, you know what, I like na- Naan too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so and it's you, like and you just acquire, they just rack up those hearts, and then everything's good.
1: Yeah, you rack up those hearts, and the only thing that approaches being a game with me, Tomo, is the the, the closing drop mini games where you unlock new. <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of like pachinko games, which I, I like. Yeah, and so you you can dress up your guy however you want. So I have, I think right now I have like a pink cardigan, a scarf, rolled up jeans, and, and fancy socks. And a, and a katana because they just put out the ninja, the ninja I was, packs. I,
0: I was so mad because I was like, I need all these ninja items. And then every one of my knees they fell into the bottom left corner where all you get is candy. I was like, damn the it, candy. damn it.
1: Fuck the Candy Stop. Man. I'm, so, I'm I apologize for the profanity of this this episode. I feel some kind of <laughs> ways about the candy. <laughs> um, yeah, the candy is like stupid, but yeah, I, the thing that you mentioned, Andy, the um the my Nintendo connecting stuff. It's good because it lets you earn coins that you can use to redeem for stuff on the new the, the new Club Nintendo, the my Nintendo stuff. Um, a, a combination of already being a member from Club Nintendo and setting up a new account and linking your account to all the other accounts and then doing all the daily challenges in Mitomo got me enough coins that I was able to redeem it for WarioWare Touched on the 3DS. Nice. So that's... it's. I love WarioWare. I never... I love
2: WarioWare games.
1: I never played Touch though. So this is the first time I'm playing Touched, and it's it's been wonderful. I don't think I've played Touch. Yeah, me neither. Um... So it's great that I was able to unlock that. Now I, I have that on my 3DS and I can play it, and so that's been great. So Mitoma's pretty cool. Um, I don't know how what kind of legs it's got on it because it's it's just just a social network kind of thing, you know. I I hope that they add more Tamadachi Life stuff to it because occasionally if you play, I never played a Tamadachi Life. I only played the demo, but occasionally like you would set up all your friends in the game and you'd turn on the game one day and then you would have like this really dramatic scene unfold between you and your friends where like you'll meet them on a beach and then someone will try to profess their love and then it'll be like, but I don't love you. And then it'll be like this huge, this huge like comical like, like failure on, on the character's part. And like, I want stuff like that. I want little like scenarios and skits to play out. And I think that'll make it more entertaining because for now it's just, it feels like a, a MySpace survey come to life you know for all you 90s kids That's all, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so Mito was pretty good um the second thing that I wanted to bring up was that two comic books came out this past week that I picked up and I read and I'll go through them really quick one was Poe Dameron number one by Charles Sewell and Phil Noto um Chris did you read did you manage to read Poe Dameron
0: no not, not yet
1: do you have Poe Dameron not yet I'm sorry You? No. No. Why are you apologizing? I'm not going to beat you up if you don't have Poe Dameron. Come on. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I I just want to ask. Because,
1: well, no, Josh K is the big Poe Dameron fan. I like him, but I'm not as big of a fan as Josh is. Like like I was telling you, Andy, earlier, it's alright. It essentially, honestly, feels like, for me personally, it's too close to the events of The Force Awakens. Essentially, General Leia... Approaches Poe Dameron and asks him to find the the old guy from the beginning of Force Awakens. You know what was that guy's name? Do you know the guy's name, Chris?
0: Uh, I the name I, I can do a quick.
1: But you know who I'm talking about, though, right?
0: Yeah, Poe's contact right at the beginning of the film, then he gets killed by like, Kylo.
1: Yeah, so like Leia tasks him with finding that guy because that guy knows where Luke is, and so Poe Dameron um, constructs the Black Squadron. And they start going on missions trying to find him, which is interesting. But the way that I read the synopsis for Poe Dameron was that I assumed that we were going to learn how Poe Dameron became the best pilot in the galaxy at that point. And I thought that we were going to get to see his rise to being like this big pilot and see at the same time the rise of the Resistance and the First Order and all this stuff. And it honestly picks up – it feels like to me it picks up like a week before Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, if it was like Star Wars, but like Top Gun with Poe Dameron, that would be amazing. Yeah, like I was thinking
1: like it would be at least five, maybe 10 years or maybe 10 years too long, but at least five years prior to the event. So we could see all these things come together. The way it is, it feels like almost it's end media res, but it's too close for me, I think, to the events of the movie because I wanted I wanted to see more. And I feel like if it's an ongoing, how how long are they going to drag out? poe looking for this guy because already in the first issue he's like okay we know where he is they went turns out he wasn't there (laughs) he's somewhere else but like here's a problem that you ran into uh finding him here on this little little tiny asteroid or something with all the with this weird like cult people or whatever and it's like it's almost the same problem as the star wars book the main star wars book it's like how long are you planning to drag out this very minuscule time period like how long are they gonna drag out the time between episode four and episode five in the Star Wars comic book? You know, how long are they gonna drag out this? Like, is he gonna keep? Is it gonna be like them trying to find Namek in Dragon Ball Z, where they kept being like, "This ain't Namek, we gotta keep looking." Like, he ain't here, let's go find him somewhere else. I'd be like, "Fuck that." I hope, I hope what they do is they get it out of the way in this first arc, and then they go back, and then they they set it up. And part of me feels like they might be like afraid to expand the universe a little bit more or maybe they're trying to save it for the next movie or something but you know for me it's like disney marvel star wars currently feels a little bit too safe and like they're afraid to expand beyond what what we already assume to be the status quo you know when when volume one of star wars came out in the 70s you know when marvel star wars books started coming out there was a new hope right and they went beyond it, and at the point that they did that, it was like, well, we don't know what happens after that because those movies didn't come out yet. Five and six didn't come out yet, but they kept going, and so it was like, oh, it was new stories. Wow, crazy! Like I wasn't alive in the seventies, <laughs> but I assume that's what the what why people were buying those Star Wars books at the time because they wanted to get more adventures, and they yeah. ran
2: on for pretty fucking long. Yeah, so. they
1: they ran on through the whole the whole trilogy as they were coming out, so they built up to. Empire, and then they did the Empire storyline, and then they went off to the Jedi storyline. Like, that whole lead-up. And so, I it feels like to me that they don't want to take a chance. Like, they'd rather just sit comfortably for now in between 4 and 5 and just before Episode 7, you know? Like, if they had gone, like, oh, Poe is gonna take place right after the end of Star Wars Episode 7, that'd be crazy. But I don't think that they have the, um, the, uh, the courage to do that. So they're do- they're pulling it back, but they don't even have the courage to pull it back far enough. They're doing it right before Force Awakens. And the other thing is if the ongoing takes too long, then that's ridiculous. Who cares about him finding that guy for that long? Because we know he finds him. Yeah. So that's that's my thing about Poe Dameron. It's cool. I like more of the Force Awakens Galaxy, but it's like I said earlier, too close to the actual timeline of the movie. I wanted I wanted more build up to that, not just like here you are. Right here, you know, I don't really care about that too much, especially because where it is, not only are we only going to get this small slice, but we're not going to see Ray, we're not going to see Finn, we might not even see Kylo run because of where it is. You know, at least if they pulled it back far enough, they can do like these flash, these not necessarily flashbacks, but like meanwhile, this is this is what's happened with with uh, Kylo. You know, here's Finn training, here's Ray like in the desert like eating beans out of a can. (laughs) But yeah. So it's it's not a bad comic book. I like Charles Charles Sewell's writing. I like Phil Noto's art. I just I need more. The other one is um issue fifty of Batgirl came out. That's Babstar's last issue, um, Cameron Stewart's last issue, and it was a it was a really big issue, it was five bucks, but it was like it was sizable, there was a lot going on there. And essentially, Batgirl takes on her latest enemy, um, the fugue the fugue, I think his name is. The fugue. Um, The fugue and and the fugue basically brings together all of Batgirl's previous enemies from the beginning of her Burnside saga, I guess you can call it, from the beginning of that to that point. So it's basically like the like the Legion of Doom for Batgirl, and then Batgirl has her team of like Black Canary, spoiler, um, I think her name is Bluebird, and her partner. And so they take on the whole bad guys. And it, that's a cool setup, but the bad guys will get punked out in one page, which which kind <laughs> of sucks because it's like, oh, Black Canary versus the, the lady with all the tigers that Bab, that uh, Barbara was suplexing like several issues ago that I was all about. I was like, oh, is Black Canary going to fight some tigers? She's going to suplex a tiger? Nah. She's basically like, oh, I'm going to fight you. And then it was done. <laughs> and it was like that for every villain. And then bad girl got to the fugue. And it was an interesting, like, confrontation, but they didn't really even really have a, a like, a fight fight. It was just kind of like, oh, I mess with your memories. I'm going to lock you away now. And then it sort of ends with Barbara getting, like, a new, like, Batgirl cave almost. And, I mean, it's all right, you know. There's only two issues left, but this felt like the ending of Batgirl of Burnside to me. So I'm interested in what the hell they're going to do the next two issues because it, it ends on 52 but this was like the big farewell issue or whatever and you know it was it was a good issue but there was there's something like not there was not there was a lot but the, at the same time there wasn't enough which is really weird so that so there there was that and the other thing is that it was babstar's last issue but she didn't do all the art for the issue she did like a very small portion of the art which she's been doing for every issue for a while now and I'm kind of like I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong, but I feel like when she started, she was doing all the art. She was doing all the interiors. but now I feel like she's all, she rolls up and does like a little slice, and then these other artists come in and they do the
0: rest of the art for the issue.: Wait, why? Like that's wait, wait, does Bab ta- Babs does she only do like a flashback type of part of the story? or like I don't know I don't she how does a couple like of pages like, like two different or three different pencilers for like one book. There's, like,
1: three or four different artists per book, and it's been going like that for it's a really, really long weird. time. Where Babs will just do X amount of pages, then somebody else will do X amount of pages. And Isn't that be
0: really the jarring? The Harley Quinn, I would be.
1: They're, like, <coughs> the other artists do a sizable enough job, like, copying Babs's style that it doesn't seem too jarring. But you can tell when it's not her. And, like, I don't want to, like, jump to conclusions or, like, cast judgment or anything. But to me, it feels like the person's, like, oh, I only got, like, X amount of time left. Might as well just come in, do bare minimum, go home. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. I don't want to, like, assume things because when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. Right. That's, that's how they say it.
2: You're cool. <laughs> okay.
1: I want to make sure you knew what I was saying. But, yeah, so, like, I don't know. Like... I would think that at least her last issue she'd like pull out all the stops, and it doesn't seem like that. And it seems like they wanted to build up to this big like thing, but it kind of petered out for me. So it was an alright issue, but it, like not it was a little disappointing. Alright. Alright, Hyrule Hi Hi <laughs> Hyrule Warriors for the 3DS. I've been playing it a lot this past week. Thank you. It was Andy's birthday present Aww, for me. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, it's a lot of fun. This is the first time I'm playing it because I never played it on the Wii U. First Dynasty Warrior style game, too. I've never played those before. Um, I've I've dabbled in them. i tried them, but I never got them. I never figured out what the hell they were about until playing it this way. Because for me, it always seemed like you got dropped on this field and there was all these enemies, but they didn't do anything. And I was like, what the hell is the point of this? So I never really played those games because it, it didn't click with me. But with Hyrule War- Warriors, it clicked because I realized that I'm not – a soldier on a field fighting enemies i'm like a general conducting a battle on a massive scale and so i'm managing the battlefield i'm like capturing bases and i'm escorting soldiers to like like an engineer to the bridge to lower the bridge and i'm like rescuing other people and making sure, making sure my bases are safe so i'm not just like fighting these goons i'm like overall trying to like make sure the battle goes in my favor
2: and then especially with the Hyrule Warriors, uh, you need to find Skulltulas and, like, figure out the yeah. secrets of unlocking the Skulltulas and where they are. And
1: Yeah, and then, like, each character feels different from the other. Even though you're mashing the same buttons, kind of, like, everyone sort of feels different. Like, um, Sheik has, has the music... Like harp or whatever, and she she like has like these breakdancing type. Oh man, she
2: is my shit.
1: Yeah, and then you have Link who feels standard with his sword and shield, but then you switch to the magic rod and he feels completely different. Then you have Linkle who's a total badass with her dual crossbows feeling like a John Woo character. Are there doves?
0: Or are, there, are there chickens that fly across the screen before she goes bullet time?
1: Yeah, there's chicken that flies across the screen. Oh, yeah. And, like, when it, whenever she finishes a combo, she sings the the item song. She goes, na 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 which is, like, so badass. And I, I love her character so much because she believes 100% that she's the the reincarnation of the hero of time. Like, she believes it. She does She has no question about it. She just, as soon as she finds out trouble is happening in the castle, she puts on her green tu- tunic, tunic. 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 She puts on her green tunic with her hood and she whips out a crossbows and she takes her magic compass and she's like, I'm gonna start kicking some ass because I'm the hero. And she has a voice, which I love. Even, though, you know, Link doesn't. But the, the, the weird thing about Link when he talks, he, he doesn't talk, but his fairy talks for him. But it's Link's picture. So I just pretend it's Link talking anyway. That he's saying things because it's kind of stupid that he doesn't. And the fairy's talking for him the whole time. So like, I like that Linkle has a voice. I like that she has her own side story that you have. And I like that her first mission, she has to kick the hell out of Skull Kid. That's her (laughs) first mission. First mission out the gate. Like, I'm a hero today. Who am I going to beat up today? Skull Kid. Because Skull Kid takes her compass and she's like, I ain't having none of this. And she completely wrecks... She's awesome. Um, I didn't. I haven't played too much of it. I only unlocked up to the point where the, where you can choose the Skyward Sword timeline, the Twilight Princess, or the Ocarina timeline. So I haven't unlocked any of the Wind Waker guys. Um, I'm very much in the beginning. But what I played of it so far, I love and I and I, I like that the characters feel different. I like that that it's the Zelda flavor. So it it feels awesome being able to run around and fight all the monsters from from the Zelda games and fight bosses from previous Zelda games and meet characters from different Zelda games and we just got a cool
0: scarf. Good stuff. Did you get the DLC season pass?
1: No. Nah.
0: I'm
2: glad you're enjoying
0: it. so I'm enjoying
1: far. It a lot. I actually had to stop playing because I realized that I completely forgot about Fire Emblem Conquest. And I'm like halfway through that game. So I so I recently put it down for now so I can go back and finish Conquest. But I'm I'm mentioning to go back and play it it's it's a fun like commute game like to pull out and just like beat up a bunch of bunch of dudes and then just move on you know it's great
2: yeah i know uh i played that game in like a few sittings and each sitting i swear to god i put like 10 to 15 hours in it's a lot of fun and
1: and that's just i'm just scratching the surface you know like i played so much but it's just the first few missions and the missions are are like kind of long you know it takes like like an hour like an hour each yeah and so it's a lot it's a lot of gameplay and i and that's just the the adventure mode not the adventure mode the um
2: the story the story mode the campaign
1: then you have the adventure mode which is like the classic zelda maps that you're running around then you have like all these characters to unlock and replay old missions with and it's you have this the sculptulas and you, can, you find them, and then you unlock different things, and there's different costumes for characters, and then you can, like, fuse weapons and, like, forge, like, metals that gives your characters, like, new abilities. There's just a lot of game yeah.
2: there. Then you can also, like, level up your, your weapons. Yeah. So, like, you can get a level 3 staff and then keep leveling it up until it's maxed, and that determines your damage and the different combos you get.
1: Yeah, and you can, like... Upgrade your combos, add more attacks to the combo. There's just a lot of options for you. Yeah, so I can't. I can't wait to unlock Tingle. <laughs> I got Linkle. I need Tingle, and then I'm good and <laughs> stuff. But yeah, like great game. I will. I will give it a rating once I've played through it you know, more sufficiently.
2: Sounds good. Good stuff, man.
1: And that's it. That's my two weeks of buildup of things that I've done, and now I'm all caught up.
2: Well, my topic is very simple, Walking Dead TV show and comic book. Um, TV show Take season finale was last week. and What did you think about that? Oh, my God. It was an hour and a half finale, and I didn't care about any of it except for the last 15 minutes.
1: I heard a lot of people didn't like it.
2: I fucking loved it. Really? That last 15 minutes was so amazing. You weren't frustrated by the cliffhanger? Nope, really? not at all. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, man,
0: that's Negan. Well, comedian. okay, so
2: yeah, Negan's played by the comedian.
0: Oh, the comedian from the Watchmen, and, and yeah, Thomas Wayne, from Which, Batman versus Superman.
2: Yeah, I knew he looked <laughs> familiar. So he's like Martha. So not only that, like the comedian and Negan, their personalities are so alike; it's fucking insane, and. The fact that the guy that plays the comedian is now playing Negan is, like, perfect to me. They really should have called his
1: Bat Martha. <laughs> <laughs> that was wild.
2: That's, uh, <laughs> that's two play on words, Bat and Martha. That <laughs> so. is.
1: That is. If they ever do a Flashpoint movie, have him play Batman...
0: Yes. Yeah, that would that be was, amazing. That's my that was one of the things I took I took away from the movie. Like Thomas Wayne, Jeffrey D. Morgan had too little screen time, even though he, he was gonna Uncle Ben, but he has to play Thomas Wayne Batman. And he has to. It would be so cool.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, um everyone like was butthurt over the cliffhanger of uh the cameraman essentially getting killed by Lucille.
1: So you don't don't see who gets killed. I
2: actually... No. uh, You watch it through that person's eyes. So you're you're getting killed. So you're feeling the experience. And I thought that that was amazing. And the way that it's done was so perfect. People complained about it. I thought exactly what the director said on The Talking Dead. If you watch The Talking Dead, he pretty much said that um, the whole arc, this whole arc, they're talking about Negan and who Negan is and what he represents and all this other shit. And... They keep him a mystery. The whole end of this arc was the reveal of Negan. And the beginning of next arc is who died by Lucille. Which is so true because in the comic books, that's where Rick flips his shit and declares war on the saviors based on who Negan kills. So obviously in the comic, it's Glenn. But in this universe, I think... I'm thinking someone different. I'm thinking it's Daryl.
1: That would be so bold of them. That for, would be uh, that would be really fucked up if you start the season. Like I don't even watch it, it and I know that would be some bullshit. Yeah, I
2: have I have a lot of a lot of reasons why I think it's him. However, someone did bring it to my attention that it could also be Abraham, because Abraham doesn't live this long in the comic books. And I think that's also plausible. But I'm really feeling for Daryl.
1: That's like that's like them killing off John Cena in wrestling. Yeah. Like you I don't know, man. He might be bringing in too much money.
2: I don't know. I mean, I I guess we'll see in the next season. So that brings me My mom would be real
1: pissed if they killed Daryl, that's all I know.
2: <laughs> that brings me to the comics, which is also about Negan. Uh Negan breaks out of prison like a fucking badass. And uh the whole issue, he's like talking to this kid who broke him out of prison, and this kid's talking about how like Rick killed his father, and Alpha, which is the new antagonist, killed his mother, and he wants Negan's help to get Alpha and Rick's group to fight against each other so that they can essentially kill each other. So so throughout the issue, Negan's talking to this kid, and Negan keeps telling him, like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I'm going to kill you, kid. I don't know why you broke me out, but you're not getting what you want. I'm going to murder you. So then, uh, they get to, to the line, uh, that Alpha drew that pretty much represents not to go past or else she would declare war on Rick's group. They get to that point and Negan's like, Am I gonna have to fucking kill you, kid? And the kid was like, Uh, no, like I just, I just want your help. Like I'll help you with anything. I just want your help. And he was like, that was a hypothetical question. So then this kid starts crying on Negan and he's like, Sorry to be the one to do this to you, kid. And, like, oh, no. shanks him and keeps walking. <laughs> so, like, Negan kills this fucking kid. Like, he's been telling him he's going to do this whole goddamn issue. And then walks away into the sunset. Man. And uh, I think Negan's pretty much going back to Alexandria to, like, help Rick's group. Because uh, Negan Negan feels for Rick. Negan has, like, this really strong connection to Rick for whatever reason.
1: Like, the Joker and Batman.
2: It's a little deeper than that. Uh, like, he doesn't want to harm Rick. Like, he hasn't harmed Rick. The most, the most he's done, like, someone, someone from his group shot Rick with an arrow. Other than that, like, Negan, Negan's apologized to Rick. He's told Rick several times he just wants Rick's trust and he wants to help Rick grow. And, like, he acknowledges that Rick is the superior leader. So he's not gonna do anything to, like, Demeter him. So, I mean, I'm on Team Negan all the way. But yeah, that's pretty much all that's happened in Walking Dead.
1: What issue was that?
2: Uh, That was issue 153.
1: What did you think about Batman vs. Superman?
2: (laughs) (laughs) A little off topic, but uh, Batman vs. Superman was so fucking amazing. I know, right? Uh, I had very little expectations for it. As you guys know, I hate Batman. I hate Superman. This movie fucking amazing.
1: One day you're going to you're going to you're going to get older and you're going to realize that Superman's a pretty good character. One day, like how old are you right now? You're you're, um, you're almost
2: I'll be 23 in 23. 2 weeks.
1: So you're 22 now, you're going to be 23. I'm going to bet by the time you're 25 at least I'm going to turn you around on Superman. Okay. Maybe even sooner, because DC Rebirth, man. Maybe challenge, sooner. Maybe challenge sooner. accepted. I'm going to try to turn you around to Superman. Batman, but I'm going to try. Because it's always uh, the harder sell to get someone to turn on, turn their opinion on it's Superman. So, bat- uh, yeah. So,
2: try. All right. Well, cool. But I'm that glad was- you enjoyed it.
1: Because that means that Super Nerd Pals is unanimously in favor of Batman versus Superman.
2: Hell yeah. Stamp of approval.
1: The official stamp of quality from Super Nerd Pals. If you are a fan of Batman versus Superman, you are amongst friends. So, yeah. Is that it, yeah. you
2: guys? The main question, Stan. Yeah. Do you bleed? Um, <sighs> you
0: will. I, yeah. I guess one more thing I want to add in. There, the spring anime 2016 season just started. So there's a bunch of new stuff. There's not enough time to review it, but maybe I'll bring it on the next episode or write some blog posts about it. But at least two anime you have to watch. One of them is called My Hero Academia. It premiered. The first episode premiered last Sunday. Or actually, yeah. So I think the second episode should be out already. Um, it's similar to One Punch Man. It's another superhero centric anime, and it's really cool. It's really. Um, I haven't read the manga, but the premise is uh, in this world, being a superhero or being being like a metahuman is really normal. So in this world, they're called quirks. There's this kid, and he's the main protagonist, um, but it's like a rare occurrence that you're born quirkless. So that's him. He he's born without powers, they should have manifested it like a long time ago. But he hero worships one of the greatest heroes of all time. His name is um All Might. Uh, so it's basically that premise mixed with like a typical Shonen arc where it's like don't stop believing, don't never give up. So it's this kid trying to enroll in this superhero academy and even despite not having powers. And it's really interesting. It's really cool. The animation's a lot really awesome. Fight scenes are awesome. Similar to One Punch Man, all the characters, like the villains and the heroes, they have really outlandish powers and like appearances. So like one of the heroes is he's basically like he has he's like super speed, like the flash, but he has like a living car engine and it's so awesome. Um, so I really, really recommend that. The other one it's called Cabernet of the Iron Fortress. It's on Amazon. It's only available on Amazon Prime Instant Video. The animation quality is insane. Think of it like Attack on Titan meets Sengoku Era Samurai meets Snowpiercer. Like the, the events of the, the, the events of the anime revolve around this train that's going around the world, and it's so awesome. So check this out, and I'll probably gonna I'll probably talk about it next week or write something about something out about it. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So that's it. That's it.
1: That's it for this week's show. That's a week there. Um, Dan, what do you say at the
2: end of these things? Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thanks,
1: guys, for listening uh, to Super Nerd Pals. This is episode fifty-nine. Uh, my name is Stan Gudierski. You can find me on Twitter at stand doom.
2: I'm Andy Carasquillo. You can find me at Sweet
0: Justice One. And I'm Chris Sampson. You can find me at kyo Nitro for Hire. That's K Y O. These are for hire.
1: And for all your Super Nerd Pals needs, you can catch us on the internet at supernerpals.com and also Twitter at supernerpals
2: or Facebook slash group slash supernerdpals. Hey, yeah, you've been practicing.
0: <laughs> and we have a Tumblr, supernerdpals.tumblr.com.
1: And the first Friday of
2: every month is our sister podcast, Anime is Weird. And keep an eye on our YouTube channel now that I have a 3DS capture card. Whoop, 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 whoop.
1: Be good. <laughs> and please uh, like, rate, and subscribe. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> Tell your friends. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Give us a good rating. Five stars helps uh, other people find us. Gives us a better position on the store so people can download our show and listen And just like you are
2: right now. Which is at the best price. Free. Free.
1: Free. And all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. Same nerd time, same nerd channel.